You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. This is reading the Bible like the conversation that it is between us and God and finding our response to it. What is our next best yes? What are we saying yes to today? What does God have for us? The change of attitude? Maybe it's an action we need to take that we've been putting off. Maybe it's getting rid of something in our lives that doesn't belong. Maybe it's adding something that we've been neglecting. What is it? What's our next best yes in God's eyes? We can only really know by reading the Bible. So that's what we're doing here on the podcast. Welcome back here. We're in the book of Psalms. This episode begins book three of the five books of the Psalms. And this book starts off with Psalms by Asaph. Asaph was one of three Levites who were the tribe of priests in Israel that David commissioned to sing praises to God in the temple. So he was quite literally King David's personal worship leader. Can you imagine that pressure? Being the worship leader for the world's most famous (laughs) singer-songwriter? Asaph performed at the dedication of Solomon's temple. He wrote 12 psalms that we have today. And although there isn't a common thread or theme among Asaph's psalms, Asaph himself is the common thread. So Asaph would have served through multiple kings and leaders. He would have seen the highs and the lows of God's people being faithful and then falling away. And the worship leader really has a finger on the pulse of God's people, even today. So as we read these psalms by Asaph, let's let them paint a big picture of our long-term relationship with God. See if we can see ourselves in any of these here as we read Psalms 73 to 75. Book 3, Psalm 73, a psalm by Asaph. Surely God is good to Israel to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no struggles in their death, but their strength is firm. They're free from the burdens of men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride is like a chain around their neck. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with fat. Their minds pass the limits of conceit. They scoff and speak with malice. In arrogance, they threaten oppression. They've set their mouth in the heavens. Their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore, the people return to them and they drink up waters of abundance. They say, how does God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? These are the wicked. Being always at ease, they increase in riches. Surely I've cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I've been plagued and punished every morning. If I had said, I'll speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I tried to understand this, it was too painful for me. 
until I entered God's sanctuary and considered their latter end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You throw them down to destruction. How they're suddenly destroyed. They're completely swept away with terrors. As a dream when one wakes up, so Lord, when you awake, you'll despise their fantasies. For my soul was grieved. I was embittered in my heart. I was so senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Nevertheless, I'm continually with you. You've held my right hand. You'll guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. Whom do I have in heaven? There's no one on earth whom I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For those who are far from you shall perish. You've destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But it's good for me to come close to God. I've made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all of your works. Psalm 74 God, why have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smolder against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you purchased of old, which you've redeemed to be the tribe of your inheritance, Mount Zion in which you've lived. Lift up your feet to the perpetual ruins. All the evil that the enemy has done in the sanctuary, your adversaries have roared in the middle of your assembly. They've set up their standards as signs. They behaved like men wielding axes, cutting through a thicket of trees. Now they break all its carved work down with hatchet and hammers. They've burned your sanctuary to the ground. They've profaned the dwelling place of your name. They said in their heart, we'll crush them completely. They've burned up all the places in the land where God was worshipped. We see no miraculous sign. There's no longer any prophet. Neither is there anyone among us who knows how long. How long, God, shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Why do you draw back with your hand, even your right hand? Take it from your chest and consume them. Yet God is my king of old, working salvation throughout the earth. You divided the sea by your strength. You broke the heads of the sea monsters in the waters. You broke the heads of Leviathan in pieces. You gave him as food to people and desert creatures. You opened up spring and stream. You dried up mighty rivers. The day is yours. The night is also yours. You've prepared the light and the sun. You've set all the boundaries of the earth. You've made summer and winter. Remember this, that the enemy has mocked you, God. Foolish people have blasphemed your name. Don't deliver the soul of your dove to wild beasts. Don't forget the life of your poor forever. Honor your covenant. For haunts of violence fill the dark places of the earth. Don't let the oppressed return ashamed. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, God, plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish man mocks you all day? Don't forget the voice of your adversaries. The tumult of those who rise up against you ascends continually. Psalm 75 for the chief musician to the tune of Do Not Destroy, a psalm by Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, God. We give thanks for your name is near. Men tell about your wondrous works. 
When I choose the appointed time, I will judge blamelessly. The earth and all its inhabitants quake, I firmly hold its pillars. I said to the arrogant, don't boast. I said to the wicked, don't lift up the horn. Don't lift up your horn on high, don't speak with a stiff neck. For neither from the east, nor from the west, nor yet from the south comes exaltation. But God is the judge. He puts down one and lifts up another. For in God's hand there's a cup full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours it out. The wicked of the earth drink and drink it to its very dregs. But I will declare this forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. I will cut off all the horns of the wicked, but the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up. Even from these first couple songs by Asaph, we see that being a worship leader isn't just about singing praise songs to God. It's leading the people in prayer. It's interceding between God and his people. It's pleading to God on behalf of the people. It's reminding people to trust in the Lord. It's reminding people to humble themselves. These things should be true of every Christ follower, sure, but the worship leader has a special responsibility to serve in these roles. Have you prayed for your worship leader lately? Or if you are a worship leader, are you serving in all of these ways? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.